All right, so we just had the most amazing interview. You guys are in for a treat. Today, we have on the show as a guest, Evan Carmichael. And Evan at 19 built and sold a biotech software company. At 19, at 22, he was a venture capitalist raising $500,000 up to $15 million. And he now runs the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 2 million plus subscribers. And doesn't stop there. He's got four books, speaks globally, and wants to solve the world's biggest problem. Um, he's set out to really break uh, two world records uh, using a trampoline and stand-up desk and owns uh, Canada's largest salsa dancing studio. And he has a giant bag of Doritos um, in front of him all day to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. You're in for a treat. Check this show out. Let's do this. So welcome back to the Jason and Peely Project. Absolutely excited for today's guest, Evan Carmichael. Hey, Evan, how you doing? I love the energy, man. This is great. I'm, I'm pumped to be here. Good. So I am too, man. And it, I, I thought back and forth, where do I start? Where, where's the question I want to I ask you first, right? Because I know with this point, there's so many ways of go. What's the focus of your day? What is that first thing you focus on daily? The most important thing is having an intention for the day. So how I structure my days is I have my morning routine, but then every day I do something different. So Thursdays when we're recording this video is my public facing day. So it's, I'm an introvert naturally, uh, but Thursday is the day that I do all my extrovert stuff. So I have my movement makers program, my training, and then I've got interviews all day long until you know nine o'clock at night when I, when I finish. And it's like 25 minutes on and five minute break in between each one. And so that's my Thursday. Tomorrow's gonna look totally different. Yesterday was totally different, but every Thursday, that's what I do. And so when I wake up, um, I'll usually put on, a, a, this is what I do. I grab my phone, I put on a song. I have a, I have a preset playlist of songs that get me going because when I wake up, I'm not going, right? When I wake up, it's not like, yes, I am ready to conquer the day, right? <laughs> That doesn't happen. I wake up, I'm tired. Like how, what time is it? Uh, what, what direction am I facing? Um, I get my phone, put on a song that gets me fired up. Um, I'll go to the bathroom. And while I'm in the bathroom, I'm planning, I'm looking at my day. It's already been planned, right? And I'm looking at my day and just intention. What do I want to do today? What's my intention for the day? And so today it's, I want to show up for, I want to show up for Jason. I want to show up for the people who I'm going to be connecting with and talking with. Uh, it's reminding myself that, Yes, I'm just in my office talking to my video camera, but this message is being broadcast out to people around the world. And so that's what I want to set for myself with the intention. And then the, the background on my screen, I don't know if we can see it or not. Um, it says here, maybe uh, it says, remember your intention. And so it's like a constant reminder. Every time I load my phone, there it is. Remember, your, what was my intention this morning again? Yes, right. That's what I want to do. Um, and so I think that's one of the most important things that I do every morning. I love that. And you labeled yourself as an introvert, right? So there's a lot of people who do that and stop there and say, I can't break out of my comfort zone because I'm an introvert, right? What, what is an actual step that you can relate to the listeners for those so-called introverts that, that just are trying to find a way to break out and just don't know how to? Well, comfort zone breaking is, is 
something that introverts and extroverts have to do. Uh, yeah. It's really just thinking, okay, if you never do anything that's outside your comfort zone, that means you're just doing things that are inside your comfort zone. That means you're just photocopying your same day over and over and over and over again, which means you end up hating your life, right? So if you're never bumping up against your comfort zone, whether it's starting a podcast, you're doing interviews with people you respect or asking that girl out or making that phone call or whatever the thing is that you're afraid to do, whether you're introvert or not, uh, you have to do it. Otherwise, you're teaching yourself that here's something that scares you and you play small. Here's something that scares you and you don't do it. And that's the that's the pattern that most of the world is in, by the way. I don't think that's like, I'm not trying to call people out. I think that's where most people at, are at. That's why most people don't like their life right now. Um, introverts specifically, the thing that helped me was recognizing that I still want to serve. I still want to help. This is the thing of, um, you have a mission, you want to do something, whether it's a big mission, chances are people listening to your show have a, have a bigger mission, want to do something bigger than themselves. But even if you don't, you still want to serve the 25 closest people to you. Serving others is hardwired into your brain. Uh, so serving others though, depends on others. So if you're afraid of disappointing people, if you're afraid of that, you're an introvert, uh, you have to be able to marry those two and say, Yes, I'm an introvert. I'm not going to be the life of any party, but I still want to serve and I still want to help. And you can do that by still being a speaker. You can do that by still getting in front of the camera. You can do that by, I much prefer something like this, where it's one-on-one, -on -one, which is me yeah. and you. This is fantastic for me. Um, if it's a giant group, I'm probably the wallflower, not, not talking to anybody. I try to create marketing where then people find me and then want to have the one-on-one -on -one conversations. Even speaking on stage at events is, is, really just permission for people to find me in the halls afterwards because I'll stick around for five, six, seven hours in the hallways just having the one-on-one -on -one conversations which I really enjoy. Um, so knowing that you still want to serve, you still want to help and being introverted can actually be a superpower because we're great listeners and we care. And it's not about hearing your, your own voice talk. It's about trying to help the other person um, heal and get a result. And so you spoke about having remember your intention on, on your phone, right? It's something that comes across a lot. And if you get to your day and you see that in your phone, you say, you know what, right now I'm off track. Is there is something you do to reset or to, to find your focus again on that? Uh, the hardest part is just finding that you're off track, not getting back on track. Um, I think we'll fall off track automatically. That's why it's on my phone because <laughs> mm -hmm. we'll fall off track. You know, I'm even, even mentioning it at this interview was great. It helps me remind my, what was my intention again? It helps me remind myself of it. And just before this, right, I was on another interview and then I had a five minute break on that five minute break. I went to go get off my trampoline and go pet the dogs. And then remember my intent who am I talking to next? Jason, here's how I want to show up for Jason. Right. And, and so that's why I have these little five minute breaks in between each one is to reset my intention or remember again. So you can have a dedicated practice. I think getting back on is actually easy if you can recognize it. I think we fall off track and never catch it. And then hours go by and you feel like you wasted the day, but you didn't just catch it in the moment to say, Ooh, I fell off track. And you may not catch it right away, but even like five minutes later to catch it, to get yourself back on track. I love it. And are you actually on a trampoline right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on a trampoline. <laughs> I'm on a stand-up stand up desk trampoline. I actually hold my arm. Usually when I'm doing interviews, I, I'm like yeah. this or like this or something. Just holding my desk so that I don't bounce because naturally I bounce. But it's kind of distracting when you do an interview. Um, yeah, it's man, dude, it saved my health. 
um, in, a, in a ton of ways. I'm a, I'm a big advocate, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm on my checklist. What, what gave you that idea? They said, okay, I need to put this in my life because you know I'm, I'm naturally balancing, but I, something that pushed me so I'm not just standing in that place. Is that the thought process? So the stand-up desk was my first step, and that was, yeah. uh, I don't know, 12 years ago, something like that. Um, before it was a thing really like I heard somebody mention it and I love just testing stuff I just love trying it like instead of judging it instead of coming up with all the reasons why it's not gonna work just give it a shot so I yeah, took absolutely. my laptop and I, I put it up on a bookcase that I that felt was kind of at arm height and and I got really tired after 30 minutes when you're not used to standing up it's <laughs> you get tired pretty easily um, which was surprising but I said, okay, I'll keep trying it. And I got to the point where, hey, I actually felt better. I feel more energetic when I'm standing up. When I used to do phone calls, I would always pick up my phone and then walk around because I just, I feel like I have more energy than sitting down. Um, and so I practiced with my laptop. Then I, I bought a stand-up desk uh, that was actually a stand-up desk, not just me kind of working at my laptop at a, at a bookcase. And then that was doing that for years. Then how did the trampoline come? Um, Tony Robbins, we did a video on Tony Robbins and his pre, uh, before he walks on stage, he has a mini trampoline, a rebounder backstage, and he'll he'll take like three big bounces and then go on stage. I thought that's pretty cool. What if I, uh, what if I got a trampoline and just, instead of just doing three big bounces before I start my day, but I actually worked on it all day. And um, I just got one and I tried it and I loved it. I had to, I had to raise my desk even higher uh, it's, awesome. it's like it's at like max height because most stand-up desks don't accommodate for you know six foot two guy but then another six inches on top of it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we have so, one I'm, I'm six foot two as well and it, it, yeah. it maxes out right there yeah it's really just about trying right it's just you get an idea find the smallest way to do it instead of mm. over judging overthinking over planning get that idea and take action on it you want to start a podcast awesome get your phone and, and record your first podcast and don't yeah. expect it to be perfect. But the biggest thing most people are missing is just momentum. Like, there's just no momentum. You've got great ideas, great talent, great heart. Like it, this is what frustrates me is the amount of people who have such a huge heart and desire and want to do good, but then they, they don't because they're afraid. And the only thing they're missing is momentum. What's the last idea that you've tried that you've ruled out and said, this isn't for me or this isn't right for our direction? Um. I don't know, lots, even the microphone. Like I had my microphone right in front of me like this, but then I was talking into it and, and popping my peas a lot. It's like, oh, I've got a bunch of interviews coming up. So let me, I got to move it to the side a little bit so that I can, I can show up for Jason. It'd be great. Um, but that's, that's a little tiny, like that was a today example, but there's lots sure. of those, right? From the thumbnails on my YouTube channel to the videos that we're going to put up or, or not to, um, you know, the, the interviews that we say yes to or not, like there's, there's always, there's always things that is being tweaked. Even my daily routine, even my daily calendar, things that I look at and say, hmm, I don't think that serves me as much anymore. I'm not getting, what was my intention? It's not yeah. serv serving that intention anymore. So I'm gonna swap it out and, and put something else in. Every day, you I think, yeah, I think just quickly, I think the key is to make lots of those micro adjustments because what ends up happening is people end up hating their life so much that then they have to make a macro adjustment. They got to make some big change because they've hated their life for the past five years because they didn't make enough changes along the way. And so you, so that you don't get to that point where you absolutely hate your life and, and have to go do something crazy, making constant adjustments and changes on a daily basis. 
I, I find that so many people are aligned that they, they don't want to try something that could obviously make their life better because they, they've never tasted that potential success or happiness, right? So it's more comfortable to be in their state, even if it's not, because it's, it's easier for them to, be, to stay accustomed to that. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, it's, it's just fear talking. Yeah. So, you know, how do you know, how do you know what your favorite food is? Well, you have to try a bunch of foods. Like you might love, yeah. like how, like the idea of sushi seems crazy to me. Hmm. I love sushi, but but when you think about it, it's raw fish wrapped in seaweed and some rice. Like I don't know that I want to do that. It doesn't feel like it's something that it would be tasty. But but then you try it, like oh my god, that's amazing. Or, or you might try it and say this is the worst thing ever. But the fact is, you don't know until you try it. So. You know, say yes once, you, and especially when it's your own ideas. It's not even that Jason's telling you to do something. It's yourself telling you to do something. Like, where did you get that idea from? Stop judging it. Trust that the ideas that come to you are genius and do something about them. So when we're going to flip a little bit into content creation, when I say the words content creation, what's that first thought that comes to your mind? Uh, you know, making videos for, for YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, getting your message out. Um, ideally heart centric, like you, you want to serve, you've got a mission, you want to help people and you have a message that can actually help people that, you know, the, the Jason from five years ago really needs to hear and you just keeping it inside you isn't doing any good. That message that you put out there for someone looking to find their message, is there steps or is there is there a, a first actionable step they, they should focus on to begin to that journey? So I go through this in deep in, in my book, Built to Serve, which basically outlines that entire process. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, super quick, uh, I have a three-step process called Who, Why, How, and, and your why is your purpose. So... Your, your why is your purpose and your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you struggled with the most is the thing that you want to help other people through. So whatever you struggled with the most five years ago, 10 years ago, like whatever the most painful moment in Jason's life, not, not physical pain, like you broke your arm or something, but emotional pain. When did you feel just worthless as a human being? When was that deepest, darkest moment in your life, right? Understanding that there's lots of people who currently are that Jason, right? You, you've come out. You're not where you want to be yet. Nobody is, right? Where you want to keep growing and learning and climbing more mountains. Awesome, but you're way better than you were before. If, if you, if, if younger Jason, who was at the, the depths of the, the, the lowest moment in his life, would have looked at what you're doing now and having this show and interviewing people who you look up to and respect and ask, just say, that's not possible. It's that's true. not possible. You, you are an impossibility to the Jason from five or 10 years ago. And so recognizing that there are, there are millions of people right now who currently are Jason from five or 10 years ago, that's who you wanna help. We are hardwired to help. Uh, serving others hits the same part of the brain as having food and having sex. So, so you wanna help, you know how good it feels to help somebody, whether it's get a birthday present or you hold the door open for somebody or you surprise, you know, act of kindness, buy the coffee for the person behind you in line or something that feels good in the moment. But when you can help somebody who is a younger version of you and not by age, just by the problems that, that you went through 
and you see that younger version of you and then you talk to them and you open up their eyes and you, you give them hope that, oh my God, I don't have to stay where I'm at. I could become something more. That's a level of, of, of purpose, of love, of warmth, of a high that you'll, you'll want forever. And it will never get old. You'll be 95 year old Jason still wanting to help those people. Um, so that's, that's a quick <laughs> overview of how to do it. But I, I love that because you get that actual step. But you, that's the first step to get started. And so many times we align ourselves with like this big goal, right? Like I, I want like the perfect woman in my life or I want this huge house around that point. But you don't think of like, okay, wh what is that first step? So you never go after it because it seems too far outside of your mind. Um, if we were to, if I was to give you and put a genie right by you and, and grant you a wish and, and this wish um, allowed you to, to make all of humankind um, instill one principle. What would that be? To believe in their Michael Jordan level genius. I think the world's biggest problem is people don't believe in themselves enough. That everybody has Michael Jordan level genius at something. And, and if you know you hate Michael Jordan and you're not a Bulls fan, then whatever. Warren Buffett level genius, <laughs> pick somebody else. <laughs> I, went, I went on a podcast with a guy who was in New York. He's like, I hate Michael Jordan. Like, okay, great. Patrick Ewing level genius, right? Doesn't matter. You're, you're the best in the world at something. The best. Like you're the Michael Jordan of something. And chances are it's not what you went to school for and it's not what your parents did and it's not what your community wants you to do. It's something totally outside and different. So step one is actually believing that that, that is actually true. Most people would not think that they're the world's greatest at something. Uh, and then two, Okay, if you actually believe it, then are you actually are you taking the steps to go off and chase it down? Or, and then most people aren't doing that either. Uh, so yeah, if I if I I mean that'd be an amazing world where everybody is actually living their Michael Jordan level genius. That would be that's what I'm doing. I just don't have the magic genie, but I'm trying to do it through shows like this and in my YouTube channel and my books and my events, all of it. That's what I'm trying to unlock every time I meet somebody. If you were to put your Michael level genius into one sentence, what would that sentence be? Mine. Like Evan Carmichael, um, I believe in people more than they believe in themselves. Love that. I love that. And it's true, right? Because it's so many times. It's true, dude. It's life, true. Like, right? it's true. I mean, um, I look at, and this is especially for the high achievers, because the high achievers and probably people listening to your show, a lot of people listening might be the highest achieving in their group. And everybody's telling them that, that they're amazing. And I'm sure you get that in your life, too, where people look at you and say, you know, your high school buddies or university buddies and say, wow, look at what you've done. It's crazy. You're doing this show and you're interviewing people and look at, look at everything, um, which is great. And it's not meant to say you suck. You know, you're a terrible human. It's great. But dude, this is nothing compared to what you could do. Like this is the, this is the best Jason. Nah, there's, there's like a hundred more layers of Jason that we could uncover and, and build and grow. Right. And it's just that nonstop constant belief in the person that they could be doing bigger, better things. And for yourself, you, you've put some dynamic team members around you. And Sandra being one, she was amazing with all the booking there. It, when you're looking for those team members, how do you identify what team member you need to help you take yourself further along down that journey to your Michael level, Michael Jordan level genius? So I would split that up. I think I think you can't rely on your teammates to push you 
especially employees to push you. It's your job. It's like the other way around. It's your job to see their Michael Jordan level genius and to help them grow and learn. But you can only help them grow and learn to the extent that you've grown and learned. You can't teach them something that you don't know how to do. So you're the leader. And I see, I see a big part of leadership as mentorship is to, if somebody is going to join Jason's team, they're going to become a better human in the process of being on Jason's team, not just editing the video for him. Right. That's yeah. the mindset I come in, but I don't try to have the people on my team be the ones who now are holding me accountable for playing a bigger game. Right. So I think in terms of bringing on a team, it's that leadership mindset that you want to help them grow and be better humans. Uh, and then what do you need help with? Right. Uh, you know, you need help with like, what's the thing that you're spending all your time on that you shouldn't be spending your time on anymore. If your Michael Jordan level genius is, is doing interviews, then that's what you should be doing all day long. Like you should be doing six interviews a day. And then how do you get the team to do everything else to book the guests, to communicate with them, to film and edit and all that stuff so that you can focus on what you're great at. Uh, entrepreneurs tend to wear all the hats. Um, and at the beginning you should, I don't think it's going to debt to hire this huge team, but we have a hard time giving up responsibility and control when you should, cause that's going to accelerate your growth to spend if you're gonna tie it back to Michael Jordan level genius, I think it's to free up your time to spend more of it on what your Michael Jordan level at. So at the beginning, you might only be spending 5% of your time on the things that you're actually a genius at and 95% of your time doing all the other crap that you have to do to run a business. But as you scale a team, the whole point of that is to free up your time to go from 5% to 10 to 20 to 50 to 80% of your time doing a thing that you are the best in the world at. Um, so that's team. I think it's also really important to have mentors and guides and role models. And uh, for me, I get most of it through what I call aspirational mentors. So people who I've never met or may never meet, but being around them with my videos is why I do my content. I do it for myself and then I share it with people and thankfully enough people like it that I can <laughs> have a business. But otherwise I would still do it just for me. Um, but even my office, right? I've got Steve Jobs here staring me down and I'm looking at my computer here and there's Steve Jobs every day staring me down. And you know, no matter how big I think I'm thinking, I'm on top of the world. I crushed it. I got 2 million YouTube subscribers. There's Steve Jobs staring me down. It's like, come on. You're like, you're just getting started, son. <laughs> Let's build, right? Like dent in the universe kind of stuff. Um, and so whatever, whoever that is for you, if it's Steve Jobs, if it's Oprah, if it's Eric Thomas, if it's Jason, if it's Warren Buffett, like whoever those people are for you, being around it every day to push you forward because achievers often don't have enough of the push from love. You might get a lot of push from people who say, don't do that or that sucks or that's a stupid idea. There aren't many people who push us from a place of love to say, hey, what you did was great, but you could be so much more. So a lot of people get stuck at that point where, where they won't push forward because they make a mistake and it's so painful to them or it's so um, it, it seems so so huge in a moment, right? Can, can you think back to a moment where you made a mistake, but looking forward to today, you would make that mistake a hundred times over because it really propelled you to where you are today? I just expect to suck at the beginning. Like that reduce the barrier to get started. Again, the biggest thing missing is momentum. So just expect to suck at the start. It doesn't mean you suck as a human being. It just means you don't have the skill set yet, right? But why do you expect to be great at the skill if you've never done it before? So what episode of the, of the show is this for you? 
oh, 700 by the time it launches, maybe 800. Yeah. Great. Yeah, exactly. like that's a lot of work. Episode yeah. one sucked. Yeah, it was a dark days, we call it. So, <laughs> so, so, but so. but th that's where most people quit is like, oh, I'm going to yeah. start a show. And uh, and they, and you just expect to be good because maybe you're good with people or maybe you're good at having conversations or your friends tell you you're a good conversationalist or whatever. And then you record it and you're like, wow, that was way worse than I thought it was going to be. I was way more nervous than I thought it was going to be. There are all sorts of technical issues. That really sucked. Great, post, right? Yeah. And that's the only difference. I'll post. Right, I'm I'm six thousand something videos in on my on my main channel, um, and most of them sucked. It took me three hundred and fifty public videos before I wasn't completely embarrassed by myself. I couldn't watch any video back, just totally embarrassed. And then seven hundred until uh, I watched the video. I'm like, I'm getting pretty good. Yeah. Like, hmm, that kind of, I kind of inspired myself. Seven hundred public videos later, right? Wow. So I think people just, I make mistakes all the time. I just expect to make mistakes. When I, when I hire somebody on my team, I expect them to make mistakes too. When I invest in the business, I expect them to make mistakes. I expect to suck at the beginning. Okay, great. Let's get through those mistakes and learn and keep getting better where most people quit because they expect to be great from day one. Yeah, we're coming up on time. You have time for one more question? Yeah, do it. I think I'll get beat over the head if I don't ask this question. So if you were to go back and, and um, no one knew you, no one knew your content, no one knew everything, and you started a YouTube channel again at, at ground zero, just with nothing, nothing out there, no content, where would you start? If the answer isn't doing the exact same thing, then you're doing the wrong thing. Like I would, I'd be doing the same thing, except I'd be doing it myself because I didn't have, I wouldn't have money, right? So I would... If I had the knowledge that I have now, I would be doing the same thing. And then I'd be trying to help recruit, you know, a videographer and recruit an editor and recruit researchers uh, and try to build my team by giving them value. So I couldn't pay them, but I would, I would mentor them and coach them and help them. But even if I couldn't do that, then I would find a way to do it all myself. I have to scale back production. I couldn't do six videos a day on, on YouTube, but, but I can get one a day out. But I think for too often, like if, if the answer isn't what you're currently doing right now, then you're, then you're doing the wrong thing. You, you need to go back to those roots because that's what you're gonna love doing. I love it. And so Evan, we got the book built to serve. If there's one video that you want people, if they could only watch one video to go watch this one video of yours, what would you say it is? Whoever you look up to the most, I don't think there's one video for everybody, but who's your biggest mentor? Who do you love the most? Who do you aspire to be? Who do you like? Like just, you like how they think, you like their vibe. Every time you're around them, they make you feel better about yourself. You know, there's lots of people in our lives who when we're around, we feel worse about ourselves. Think about who do you watch their videos or you've read their book and you just feel better. You feel more alive, more ambitious, more creative, more filled with hope and possibility. Who is that person for you? they're a big name chances are I've done some kind of video on them and so that's where you should start to to dive deeper into the world and get that ongoing motivation because it's not enough like one day is not enough if you're fired up after this episode it's not enough you need it every day and the good news is Jason's got hundreds of episodes that you can go back to and listen um, yeah so that's where I would start thank you this has been awesome super appreciate your time awesome thanks for having me Jason Thank you, everyone. Jason and Project. You heard it here. Go check out Evan's awesome content, built to serve as the book. Talk to you shortly. Thank you. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. 
live every day, bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.